It's a big soccer weekend in St. Louis. Hopefully the beginning of a nice long run for St. Louis City SC. What a great first season, not just winning the West, getting home field advantage throughout uh, every round of the playoffs up until the MLS Cup potentially. And then who knows what will happen in the East. Everything's gone right for this franchise. And then you roll in the playoff opponent. It's Kansas City, Sporting KC. Maybe not the best matchup. The soccer pundits say, well, it would have been better if it was San Jose. But from a fan standpoint, St. Louis City, SC, taking on Kansas City. And it's a rivalry that will grow over the years. I'm sure for some it's already there. But uh, it just adds to the perfect script uh, in year one for St. Louis City SC. Now, I had this recent interview with Tim Parker. He came over to the KTRS studios. He was part of the Kilcoin Conversation, which, by the way, is a nightly show on KTRS, 6 to 7 p.m. We have great guests on a regular basis. Even recently, Kelly Chase telling some incredible stories about blues players hanging with Garth Brooks in Nashville. Oh, we've had Joe Buck and Doug Armstrong and... It just it goes on. It really does. It's unbelievable on a nightly basis how many great guests we've had. And Tim Parker was in studio, and he came with the folks from Four Hands Brewery because they make a Parker Pilsner. He's got his own beer. So Tim Parker, who is the vice captain, one of the veteran players that was signed to sort of, I think, shepherd in some of the younger MLS guys. He'd been around the league, makes it to an all-star game, first of his career, scored the first ever goal in City SC history that'll always be true. He'll always be the answer to that trivia question. And then he's a uh, finalist for all of the uh, the awards are down to the final three, and he is a finalist for the Defender of the Year. So Tim Parker, the guest on the Kilcoin Conversation. This was about a month ago, but all of the topics are about the season that he had, that the teams had playing for Bradley Carnell in New York before joining him here in St. Louis. What's possible in terms of a playoff run, what the city park advantage is like, what he's hearing from some of his buddies, but also the beer. How did he end up with his own beer, Parker Pilsner? It's pretty tasty, by the way. So the Kilcoin Conversation on Soccer and City SC Excitement. Coming to you from the Pasta House Studios, as always, this time of year, you're on the run with the kids. We know you are. Order that food online. Keep it simple. Pastahouse.com. Everything's made fresh. Everything's just awesome. The food's great. Pasta House. And if you don't want to be on the run, you want to just sit down and eat, go on Sunday. Kids eat free on Sundays. Pastahouse.com. Or stop by any of those 19 locations all around the St. Louis area. Everything on the menu is great, and it's a huge menu. That's the hardest thing, making that decision what you want to have to eat. From the Pasta House Studios. Triad Bank, one of our great sponsors. If you're not happy with your bank, maybe they're rude, or you're a business owner and you just can't get stuff done, talk to the folks at Triad Bank. So many local businesses have figured this out. It's good to be working with a St. Louis-based bank. They've been around since 2005. Five-star rated bank. See them in person. Clayton Road in Frontenac or on Olive just west of 270. And on the web, it's triadbanking.com. Marie DeVilla Senior Living. At the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. They've been there since 1960. Beautiful spot for your retirement years. And there's all levels of care. You can live in your own villa estate. If you need assisted living, they have all these different levels. But no matter where you are on the campus, you're getting access to all the great amenities. 
They have a lot of events at the clubhouse, great food, lively place, Marie de Villa. If you'd like to take a virtual tour, just do that online at M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A.com. MarieDeVilla.com is where you can take a virtual tour. And Appliance Discounters, another longtime sponsor, great St. Louis-based company, washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator. If you need one appliance or an entire kitchen, they've got the best prices on the biggest names. Pretty good formula. Best prices, biggest names in the appliance world. Check them out online, theappliancediscounters.com. And now our visit with Tim Parker from St. Louis City, SC. And the team is... Not only clinched a playoff spot, sitting on top of the West. Let's go back. Be honest. I want that Dakota ring on you right now. What did you think was possible? I know Lutz and Bradley hate these questions. Well, we thought we'd be good. And I'm like, has it so far, has it exceeded expectations? Yeah, obviously. I think exceeding expectations is, uh, to put it lightly, um, especially being in this league, you know, I think coming into it, uh, aspirations to make playoffs and to be competitive was – I think a good starting base and then obviously from the start that we had and from what we realized we had in the locker room uh, we realized there could be more. What's amazing is all the pieces you guys plug in like Blom gets his first goal like everybody's contributed you know there's so many different names all of a sudden you know oh Miggy Perez is a big moment and then it's Watts and then it's Jackson is depth what when you look around the room is, is depth something that jumps out at you? Yeah I think the squad is definitely deep but I also think that's just guys stepping up for their moment you know I think um, we've talked about it time and time again how this team is kind of made up of a little bit of an outcast role so when guys are given their moment and they're able to succeed um, it doesn't really surprise the guys in the locker room as much as it surprises the guys everyone else viewing it but it's it's just a really cool moment for everyone you know I think the guys earned those success moments then for the for the viewers it's something to attach on to as well was there a chip on your shoulder collectively at the beginning of the year because everybody says "Ah, expansion they'll finish 13th they'll finish 14th did that serve as motivation yeah you know you hate to say um it doesn't because it always does um but yeah i think it definitely gave us a little bit of fuel to the fire just because we felt like we had a good a good roster you know and i i understand where the where the pundits come from because our roster wasn't really mls proven at that point but uh, now now we sit in a pretty good spot. And now getting home field, what would that mean if you guys are able to hold on? I mean, we've seen the success at City Park, the vibe and that connection you guys have with the fans. What would it mean to lock that up? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a goal of ours since we've kind of found ourselves in this first in the first place in the West for a while now, but I feel like it's it's been a goal of ours to get that home playoff game. You know, I think that would be huge for the city. Um, the team, the fans, every everyone involved. So, and as well for us, you know, we play really well at home. We get results at home. So, um, in order to put ourselves in the best position, it's to play in front of our own fans. How does it translate? We say, that, and I think Lutz was on the show last week. I said, "What does that mean?" You know, like if we're at home, we play differently. We're a better team at home, which I know in every sport you want to be at home. But as a player, how, is it just an added boost and energy? Can you kind of feel it? Yeah, you know, I think for us. Um, the fans give us that little bit of extra adrenaline, extra bit of energy, and then I think they're honestly able to take it take it away from the opposing team. You know, I think uh, the opposing team finds themselves in, in a game and in an atmosphere that they don't necessarily want to be in. So uh, it definitely gives us the advantage. We know it's a long season because when Tim Parker scored the first ever goal, <laughs> he showed the baby motion, let everybody know he's going to be having, his wife was having a baby. 
Baby has since been born. Baby's now a month old. This season is a marathon, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy to think back. You guys started in February. Yeah, yeah, they're always long years. Um, I've I've come accustomed to them now, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just a long season. There's a lot that can go. You know, you find uh, high moments, low moments. So it's kind of a roller coaster ride. But right now, we're uh, we're looking to continue to go upwards. How about on a personal level? First year here, and then being an all star. What did that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I think uh, first and foremost, the city of St. Louis has been incredible. You know, I think. Um, in terms of you talk about a sports town, this is the best one I've ever played in um, and lived in. And then, yeah, All-Star was something that was uh, a career accolade of mine that I wanted to always check off. So um, to finally get that and to, to get it here in front of, um, you know, a fan base that I think has really supported me and, and the team in general, um, it's been a really, really good year. All right, describe your style. I think on TV I might have offended him and said uh, kind of the bully out there. What physical <laughs> – and I said, I think the refs are watching you. The refs kind of get your game a little bit. Like, okay, that's enough. Like, you can push it a little bit. Why don't you describe it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think a little bit of an old-school defender in a way, you know, and I, I, I pride myself on that. So, yes, there's going to be cards that come my way. Um, sometimes I get away with a little bit more just because uh, I, I tend to think that I know the refs a little bit in this <laughs> league now for being in it for a while. So they tend to know my style as well, like you said. But, yeah, you know, um, at times it can be like a little bit of an enforcer role. But, yeah, you know, I think it's an old-school work-hard, blue-collar kind of guy. Is part of that because you're sort of that last line of defense? I mean, you're not getting to my goalie. you got to go through me to get to my goalie. Is that kind of the mindset? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it's also a little bit of – I've always been a little bit of a bigger guy, so I always have to play that role too. And how about when when it does get past you or anybody, for that matter – confidence level you guys have in Berkey Taylor Twelman on the show last week said best goalie in the MLS he said period how about the confidence level you guys have in Berkey yeah I completely agree you know I think um, he's done it week in and week out in terms of making saves keeping us in games and um, it, it goes beyond just his saving ability you know what he's able to do with the ball and be able to spring counterattacks for us so uh, he adds a whole different level of goalkeeping to our entire game and he's a captain, and I'm sure he can bark out at the guys and let them know what they need to hear. But I feel like in practice, are you the loudest guy at practice? Are you the? Am I imagining that? Uh, I think Lutz backed me up on that. By the way, yeah, probably. You know, I think especially um, what the younger guys get it the most, or yeah, yeah, I'd say <laughs> the younger guys definitely do. But I think it's just one of those things where in practice is where you can kind of emphasize all the little details, and that's where I try to get those things right in the in training because on game day you can't really mess those things up. So um, if we're able to get them right during the week, and that's kind of my stress point. When you were in New York, was Bradley interim for a little bit? And yes. I, I'm curious because you knew Carnell. We didn't know him at all. Has he changed at all? Or what have you seen? You really maybe even enjoyed kind of him in this role, taking over this whole job and this team. Yeah, it's it's been really cool. You know, I think I – so Bradley was the interim in New York for a couple of months um, – at Red Bull, and he took us to the playoffs there. So he has um, his little nuances for the system that we play here, and he's continued to develop them. So now reuniting with him a couple of years later, it's it's interesting to see how he's changed his tactics or his ways a little bit, but it's prim- primarily a lot of the same stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to see him in the role because it's something that I knew he wanted at New York, and when he didn't get that head job in New York, um, I knew he would get a job at some point and. 
uh, it's definitely cool to play under him and definitely cool to see him grow as a head coach as well. What's his style? What's his approach? I mean, I love listening to him talk. He sounds very, like, almost like a professor. The way, <laughs> the way he explains it, I guess we don't see when the doors are closed, but describe his style from a player's standpoint. Yeah, you know, it's it's intense. It's I would, I would um, controlled intensity, I would say, because a lot of what we do is is calculated pressing, but um, it's not running around with your with your head cut off. So we want to be able to usher things in ways to where we can kind of get them in spaces to where we can win the ball and then counter from there. So um, sometimes it might seem like we're running around a lot, but a lot of the times it's kind of ushering people and teams into ways to where we want to win the ball and then go from there. Tim Parker, our guest from City SC. I'm curious, you played in the league for a long time, over 230 games. What have you heard from some of your former teammates or opponents about your team and also about their experience when they come to City Park? Yeah, uh, everyone always loves the experience of coming to City Park, not necessarily after the game. But, um, yeah, you know, I think they they really enjoy the stadium. They think the fan section is crazy, which it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just an enjoyable place to play, and I think other people are able to see that as well, which is cool for the league and cool for, obviously, to be in St. Louis and playing for St. Louis. And then, yeah, for our team, you know, they're they're kind of a little bit amazed at the the way the roster has come together so well. You know, I, like I said before, we have some outliers, some some outcast guys that hadn't really done too well and now have kind of uh, rose to the moment. So for that too, I mean, it's just a it's a credit to the group in order to kind of get the most out of each other, but also the coaching staff and the sporting director. And I've heard Bradley talking about not everybody likes his maneuvering when guys sit and when guys go in substitution, but. I think he seems like he's had the right feel, like when to rest a guy, when to you know use that Klaus card when he first came back, when to take somebody out. How tricky is that? You've been in the league a long time as a coach. Like, the, it, is that really about feel more than anything? Yeah, um, it's about feel. I'd say probably one of the hardest things about being a head coach in this league is player management. You know, because you have uh, twenty-five guys, twenty-eight guys that you want to be able to keep happy and that all want to play. So. Um, it's it's tough right now for us because, you know, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have to have a lot of guys that want to play and guys that should be playing. But uh, on game day, you can only put 11 out there. So for us, it's kind of proving yourself week in, week out, consistency, because right now we're at that uh, stage of the year where we need to continue to get results. Who gives you headaches in practice? If you're trying, you ever go one on one with Klaus, and he's one of those guys. You see him, I, I'm like, he doesn't look that fast. Then all of a sudden, there's like another gear when the ball's in front of him. All of a sudden, I'm like, I didn't think he was that fast. How about who? Like, do you go head to head with Nico at all? Tell me a little bit about some of your battles. Yeah, I mean, I definitely go to head. Obviously, head to head with the forwards all the time. Um, Klaus is Klaus is very uh, deceptive. You know, Klaus uses his body very, very well. Um, Nico has amazing movement so his movement in the box is really good that's why I think he's had such a such success scoring goals this year um Sam you know apart from his physical attributes his his finishing ability has been very high so in training that's another issue and then um even AZ uh, Azeel Jackson you know AZ has um had a great year for us uh he's one of the guys that I kind of pick on a lot because I think he's he's got a lot of room to grow too but you know he has moments where he gets frustrated but for him, it's just continuing to create consistency, and that's what I kind of push on him all the time is just trying to be consistent because I think his ceiling's really high. So you grew up in the New York area, played soccer, played lacrosse. When did you think, and you went to St. John's, 
when did you think, hey, I think I'm, I got a chance professionally. Like, this could be my career. When does that, are you 12? Are you 20? When did you think it was real? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was in my, like, elementary year uh, yearbook of, like, I want to be a professional soccer player when I grow up. But it didn't actually hit me until probably when I went to St. John's. Uh, after my freshman year was kind of the year when uh, I played a bunch of games my freshman year, and my coaches decided to put me on a, an accelerated program to graduate early because the MLS draft is, happens in the winter. So I would have had to skip my spring semester that, that uh, following spring. So I started taking winter and summer classes right after my freshman fall, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm kind of pushing for now. So Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, What was your? who were your teams? Yeah. I, I think you told me that yep. – I, I should know the answer. Remind me. Yankees, Giants, Rangers. Okay. Because you, you can't go Yankees, Jets, right? And you can't go Mets, Giants. I've learned this, right? That usually there's a pairing. It's usually, it's usually Mets, Jets, and then... Giants, Yankees. Yep. And then usually if you're from Long Island, you're an Islander fan. But because my family comes from like Westchester County, I decided I'm... A Ranger fan, too. All right. Being from the big, cool city, tell me about <laughs> St. Louis. We always have this inferiority complex. You, All your guys, your teammates, they love it. What is it about St. Louis that you and your wife have enjoyed? Yeah, you know, I, I think apart from everyone being very nice, um, everyone's very welcoming here. But also I think just the different neighborhoods of St. Louis has been really cool to explore. There's a lot to do here in terms of um, outdoor activities like you have Forest Park, you have some museums you can hop around to, um, neighborhoods you can walk around like Webster Groves. Um, and then I've, I've said it before, but the food scene's better than better than I think St. Louis gets credit for. You know, I, I've never heard of St. Louis's food scene before moving here. And uh, me and me and my wife have been very, very happy with it. We'll clip and save for the Tourism Bureau. We're going to come back, Tim <laughs> Parker. We also have some Parker Pilsner here. We'll tell you about the beer made with his name on it. Godfather. And back on the Kilquin Conversation, Tim Parker from City SC. We used to say St. Louis City SC. Now we just say City or we say City SC. Probably much to the chagrin of John Gasparoni listening in. But we mentioned Tim Parker has a beer, Parker Pilsner. And this is from the fine folks at Four Hands and Kevin Lemp, who is, I think he's the chief poobah or grand poobah <laughs> Four Hands. Kevin, thanks for being here as well. How did this happen, this Parker Pilsner? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'd say probably about three, four months ago now, Tim reached out and um, was interested in looking at a collaboration, a partnership, and it being around beer. Uh, we obviously took the meeting, and here we are today. Um, we're ecstatic about it. It's been such a fun project. Not only are we fans of the soccer team, but we're just like, we're kind of soccer geeks at the brewery. We love it. We love Tim. This has really been, it's been way more than beer and more than a partnership. A friendship has been built out of this, and the public's loving it. All right, so Tim, I heard your hands on. This is not just your name. Are you a, <laughs> tell me your role in all of this. Well, first of all, reaching out, you just thought, hey, man, I would, I, I like beer and this would be fun. I mean, is it that simple? Um, it's, it's basically as simple as we had citywide in the locker room after a game, and I was like, wow, this beer is really good. And then I work with a marketing agent, Giovanna, and when I spoke to her about it, she was like, oh, why don't we reach out to them to see if they'd be interested in doing a collaboration? And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so it kind of obviously went on from there. And then, yeah, I mean, we took one meeting and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, let's get this brewing. Let's get a design going. Bang, bang, bang. So that we can get some out before the end of the year. We're happy quick. Was he, was he in there going, mm, too hoppy, needs more barley? <laughs> like, 
Tim was super hands-on, really. I mean, from like every step of the process, from the recipe formulation to the naming, uh, we did a whole hop exercise and, you know, Tim was like, you know, crushing and smelling probably like 12, 13, 14 different hop varieties. He chose Amarillo as the dry hop in it, put on boots and got up on the brew deck and brewed the beer. I mean, like really hands-on. It was awesome. But he didn't push anybody out of the way to get to the brew deck. No, no. That's, that's just on the soccer field. All right. So what's your review then, Tim? It has your name on it. It's a really good looking can. Parker Pilsner. It's got the 26. It's got the city sort of color scheme as well how about a review for our listeners the taste is it comped anything um i mean i love it you know it's one of those things where i was really nervous um actually trying it for the first time because i wasn't sure how it was going to come out exactly just because you know like like kevin said i did actually pick the hops i did help brew it um i had a taste idea in my head i was like to be honest i'm not really a big ipa hoppy beer guy so i was like can we make it a little bit lighter for more like drinkability, like fun, fun kind of stuff? So when I first tried it, I was like, I was, I was blown away because I actually had it in in four hands and I was blown away by it. That's t- that's me. I'm not a big IPA guy. And if you say that now, then the beer snobs like, get out, yeah. get out. You don't like an IPA, get out. I'm like, it's just nah, not my thing. But Kevin, you're the beer expert here. Describe it for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh, a clean pilsner, nice and transparent. A little bit of hot bitterness on the back end. Um, but we minimize that a little bit in comparison to our citywide Pilsner. Mm-hmm. And then the Amarillo hop is just dry hop only, not a whole bunch of bittering hop. It's some nice fruity notes on the aroma. But as Tim said, like it's fairly crushable. You can have way more than one of them. <laughs> crushable. Um, I like that as a description. Grab a four-pack before the next game. What has the uh, feedback been like? People come in and see it and, and that are soccer fans. Give me an idea it's what the reaction is. I mean, really, it was, like, it was electric. Uh, I mean, the first batch, as soon as we put it out in the market, it was gone. All the feedback has just <laughs> been extremely positive. Um, and I know that Tim's getting tagged on a lot of that social media stuff, too. And it's just fun to see. It's fun how just the fan base, just how engaged they get, right? And they've certainly been engaged with this project. Yeah, and even for me, um, I was fortunate enough to, obviously, Kevin helped me ship some back to my friends in New York. And um, they absolutely loved it. Which is which says a lot because my friends back home are beer drinkers, and, <laughs> and they could be uh, tough. I bet they could be tough, and they're they're a tough critic, and they are beer drinkers. So um, for them to kind of come back and say how much they liked it was was meant a lot to me as well. How about teammates? Anybody ribbing you? You probably don't get a lot of ribbing, but they put, oh, he got his own beer now. When's Roman getting a beer? Like any of that? No, there hasn't been any of okay. that. There hasn't they been any better. of that. But Klaus Klaus really enjoyed it. So Klaus. Uh, I brought a couple of facility, like a couple of four packs to the facility one day and was like, hey, guys, the beer is kind of coming out. It, this was before it actually dropped. And I was like, it's coming out soon. Here's a couple of four packs. Everyone kind of take one. And Klaus actually took a whole four pack home because his old uh, team was playing. So he was like, I'm going to have a couple of beers and watch my old team play. And he, he really enjoyed it. And we're going to add to that story. It was right when he came back before he started scoring all these goals yes, that he yeah. was fueled by <laughs> Parker Pilsner. That's what this scoring streak's been about. And, Kevin, you mentioned it just being a soccer fan. How about the buzz? And you guys, your headquarters there downtown, what, what's the vibe been like as somebody who's driven downtown all these years and always hoped that there's some new energy in our town? It's electric. I mean, really, like what is what the stadium has brought, I think it's, it's more than any of us really anticipated and expected. I mean, just been, and the attention to detail within the team is just like it's above and beyond. We, uh, we're super fans. And how about moving forward, Tim? What's I mean, we keep raising the bar. Boy, if they could just be decent. 
Well, if they could just make the playoffs. <laughs> well, maybe if they could get home field. I mean, I, I would think at this point from a confidence level, you guys feel you could do anything at this point. Yeah. You know, I think one of the scariest things is um, a team in MLS that kind of doesn't fear anyone. And I'm not saying that we don't have fear, but, you know, we go into every game um, with expectations to, to get a result. And I think that that's just, uh, from a mentality standpoint, uh, anything you can ask for at this point in the season. And can you allow yourself just, and we're really only a month away, but like a home playoff game, what that atmosphere will be like? There'll probably be some folks having Parker Pilsner before that game. Excuse me, match. I'm learning. Bradley keeps talking about the <laughs> Every time Bradley says the table, I'm like, the table. And people are like, standings. I'm like, oh, standings. Okay, I'm learning. That match, can you allow yourself to think even for a second what that would be like, a home playoff game at City Park? Um, not really. You know, I mean, I, I want to obviously wrap my head around it because I think um, in the locker room it's it's a real possibility for us. But uh, in terms of what the club is going to be able to do, I mean, I think it's just going to be an absolute party. And, you know, obviously then we have to answer the call that night. And is it sustainable, this team? When you look at the roster, it's not just this year. It feels like you guys have the pieces and you have the people in charge that seem to be making good decisions that this could be a good franchise for a little while here, not just this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it all stems down from the leadership above us, uh, above the players. But, you know, I think for for our perspective, you know, we, we play for right now and then whatever's in the future happens kind of. But, you know, I think we have a lot of good pieces, a lot of good people. Um, that's one of the biggest things moving forward. All right, and Kevin, again, people can get Parker Pilsner, the 26th can. It's easy to spot, uh, much like Tim on the field. It's easy to spot <laughs> the pitch. Excuse me. Where can they get this uh, fine beer? Yeah, you can get it at both of our tap rooms, both in LaSalle Park and the new one we just opened up in Chesterfield, and then really at every major grocery retailer. And how about for Forehands? This started with a simple dream. You guys have, uh, much like this team, I bet it's gone way beyond what you thought. Is that yeah. a fair analogy? Did I just compare you to the soccer team? I, in <laughs> I, terms I, I, I of original that, thought and, yeah. and where it is now. Yeah, and, and now we're just looking at the future, right? I mean, it's learn from the past, make good decisions, surround yourself with great people, be ambitious about the future. Well, Kevin from Four Hands, Kevin Lemp with us in studio, and Tim Parker as well. Tim, thanks so much, and Kevin, thanks. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. Got a lot of soccer talk in there, as well as some beer with the folks at Forehands. They've just opened a huge spot out in Chesterfield, right there by Top Golf. Things are going well for Forehands, and you can try that Parker Pilsner. I was able to sample some of that after the interview. It's pretty tasty, I got to say, and it's a good-looking can as well. I'm sure some uh, St. Louisans will be pounding some Parker Pilsner this weekend. Yes, we've got a late start. It's a 9 o'clock Sunday night start, but I think folks are going to be fired up. The weather's going to be crappy. Doesn't matter. Folks are fired up for this team, and uh, let's hope it's a nice long playoff run. Maybe we can work in some other soccer guests along the way. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to the Kilcoin Conversation. All of our past segments are on Spotify and iTunes, scoopswithdannymack.com. Don't forget on Mondays, Dan McLaughlin and I, have our podcast, Great Talk. And in all sincerity, we had a lot of great feedback from folks about those segments. Dan and I just sort of riff. We do have topics in mind, but we often end up imitating people that we know or talking about some sports folks that we've met along the way. So Great Talk comes out every Monday on scoopswithdannymack.com. The Kilquin Conversation from the Pasta House Studios. 
Woodlawn in Manchester. That's the newest location. They redid that facility. It's a beautiful spot. Every pasta house has a different layout. You walk in. It's not cookie cutter. Remember when we were kids and every pizza hut looked exactly the same? I love going to pasta house because all the locations have a little bit of a different feel, a little bit of a different bar area, all with a just a great layout, but they're just unique. I like that. And the menu's unique. You can get something different every time you go to pasta house. Food's great, made fresh every day. We are coming to you from the Pasta House Studios, brought to you by Appliance Discounters, Triad Bank, Marita Villa Senior Living, great longtime sponsors for all of our content. So if your parents or grandparents looking for a retirement spot, check out Marie de Villa, beautiful spot, West County, Clayton and Weidman. Anytime you go past there, it always looks festive. Right now there's all sorts of pumpkins and that October vibe is going. Then they'll get the Christmas tree going. Just a really cool spot with awesome people that run it. Fred and Mary Kay Weezahan involved in the community. Check them out online at mariedevilla.com. Triad Bank. I call it the neighborhood friendly bank. My mom would go in there and have coffee and talk to the folks in the lobby. I used to give Jim Regna, the CEO, a hard time because they had the best pens. And he said, well, we don't really advertise that we have the best pens. But they did. They had those multicolored pens. They just do everything right. Just the touch that they have. Everything's just about their customers. And I'm telling you, in those big corporate banks, you don't feel that. You walk into those banks, there's nobody there. So if you want the neighborhood-friendly bank, whether you're in business or if it's just checking savings, just whatever your banking needs are, you will enjoy the experience at Triad Bank. And Appliance Discounters, where we talk about the great deals on appliances, the biggest names, lowest prices, but they also have a great service team. If the washer or dryer, stove, refrigerator breaks down, call the folks at Appliance Discounters. I guarantee it'll be my guy, Sean. He can fix anything. So Appliance Discounters for all your appliances, but also for all your repair needs. They're online at theappliancediscounters.com. I'm Martin Kilcoin. Thanks for tuning in to the Kilcoin Conversation.